name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Fellow redeemed, the crowds in the gospel for this day had most likely heard of Jesus previously. Some may have seen him restore speech or sight or even drive out demons. In fact, some of these people may have been the very ones healed by the word of Jesus. And by the thousands, these people flocked to the presence of this miraculous man. Yet Jesus wasn't just doing miracles. He was preaching and teaching the word of God. And this captured the people's hearts. They listened to him as he spoke with authority, not like the Pharisees and the scribes with their bullying and legalistic authority. No, Jesus spoke with the gracious authority of their loving God. And the crowd had spent three days listening to Jesus. And more than likely, they hadn't planned on doing this. And as a result, well, they'd run out of food. Far from home and in the desert, you can imagine this wasn't a good situation to be in. And yet, out of the thousands of people who gathered to listen to Jesus, did you notice who noticed the problem? Well, it wasn't the crowd. It wasn't the disciples. It was Jesus. He's the one who says, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. Jesus is the observant one. He's the one who is concerned. And moved with sympathy and compassion, he's the one taking action to meet the needs of this people, to keep them from fainting on the way home. And yet with 4,000 people before them, the disciples here wondered... How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? Now this seems like a pretty good question, doesn't it? But this is a question that Jesus had already answered. And it's a question that displayed the disciples' stubborn Christian amnesia, their forgetfulness. Shortly after this feeding, Jesus tells, uh, or asks his disciples, Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Have, having eyes do you not see? And having ears do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousands, how many basket full of broken pieces did you take up? said to him, twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And he said to him, seven. And he said to them, do you not yet understand? That is to say, do you not yet see that I'm the Lord God who spoke light into darkness, 
who made the heavens and the earth, the stars and the moons and the planets? Do you, yet, do you not yet see that I am the Lord God who planted a garden in Eden, who made up to spring forth every tree that is pleasant to sight and good for food? Do you not yet see that I am the Lord God who created all animals and formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed life into his nostrils, the breath of life? Do you not yet understand? Well, apparently the disciples didn't. Now the 4,000, they didn't ask for bread. In Jesus' presence, they weren't thinking of feeding their bodies. They were concerned with feeding their souls. They saw what their greatest need was. Maybe they took to heart Jesus' words from the Sermon on the Mount. Do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. Heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. May God help us learn from this crowd and from Jesus' care and concern in feeding them. He's the one who kept them from fainting on the way home. Our gospel for this day goes on to say, uh, Then Jesus asked them, How many loaves do you have? He said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples and set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. They had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. In compassion, Jesus acted to serve the weary and hungry crowd through the hand of his disciples. In compassion, he who was in the beginning and all things were made through him gave thanks and blessed and commanded that this sustaining food be distributed to these 4,000 people. And they ate and were satisfied. Now, fellow redeemed, in this life, we all grow weary attending to our daily responsibilities, don't we? Responsibilities of working in the field or in the office or around your home. Responsibilities of taking care of the kids or grandkids at home or even in the classroom. The responsibilities of responding to emails and phone calls, attending meetings at work. Each one of us face draining times. We face exhaustion, face running on empty because of one's work, because of our lives. Yet when you lack these things, Who do you think will meet it? When you have a need, who do you think will provide it? When you have a problem, who do you think will fix it? 
Now in these moments, Jesus would have you look to him alone. He's the one who created all things in the beginning with the Father and the the Holy Spirit. And he continues to create and sustain all things today. In your weariness, Jesus would have you see that he is your rest. In compassion, Jesus continues to speak to you, to feed you, to keep you fainting on the way home. Jesus would have you look to him. No one else. This is as we confess in the first commandment. You shall have no other gods. That you are to fear, love, and trust in God above all things. And yet Holy Scripture reveals that listening to Satan's words instead of God's word. The first man, Adam. Well, his desire and hunger went wrong. And as a result, we follow in his footsteps. Instead of longing to hear God's word, the sinful flesh often hungers to speak our own word. The old Adam will always want to do things our way, to seek lasting refreshment from a wide range of dead-end paths. These desolate places of, of pride and rebellion, well, they can feel like a little Eden, a place of refuge, a place of lasting delight, and yet this lie comes from the one who spoke to Adam and Eve, saying, you shall surely not die, eating of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A redeemed God would have each and every single one of us repent of our sins and to pray that he would preserve us from this Christian amnesia, from this forgetfulness that was displayed even by the disciples in that desolate place. We don't fully and constantly understand what wonders the Son of God is doing for us today. Unbelief is so rooted in our sinful hearts that we don't fully trust God in the desolate places of this life. Turning our attention back to the gospel, the crowds in the desert went without bodily needs because their spiritual needs were greater, were more pressing than their physical needs. And they knew it. They put their need for Christ's word above the need for their daily bread. And yet, what do you see? We see that Jesus provides for both of those things. He gave them more than what they needed. They didn't do without. Jesus showed them that their heavenly Father provides for all of their bodily needs. Physical, spiritual needs. And how does he do it? He does it personally. Jesus would be the one who would faint on the way home. In the beginning, the Lord God made to spring up every tree that was pleasant to the sight and good for food. Yet in the fullness of time, the Lord God would raise up one tree. A tree that is repulsive to natural sight. And it's there on the tree of the cross that Jesus, who's the bread from heaven, 
Well, he's torn open for the life of the world. Christ redeemed you by his blood. He covered all your wrongs with his obedience. He suffered God's wrath for all of your sins. Weary, exhausted, weak, fainting all the way to death. Jesus emptied himself out on the cross, dying for you. And yet his death couldn't prevent him from planting again a new tree of life in this troubled earth. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, he has swallowed up death forever. As St. Paul writes in his letter to the Romans, we know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Fellow redeemed, would Jesus, who gave his life for your life, leave you empty of what you need in this life? All by what? All by means no. It's unthinkable. Jesus, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who holds everything in its balance today, the one who healed the sick, raised the dead, fed the multitudes, and felt compassion for everyone in pain or want, he also feeds you. He gives you what you need. When you're weary, when you're exhausted, when you're running on empty in this In his compassion, Jesus gives you this day your daily bread. So as we confess in the small catechism, he richly and daily provides you with all that your body needs for this life. Not only that, he feeds you with what you truly need. Here in this house, He speaks his words of forgiveness and eternal life to you. He feeds you his body and blood under the bread and wine, forgiving you all of your sins and strengthening you in body and soul. For where the soul is healed, the body is also helped as well. Jesus is the one who keeps you from fainting on the way home, all the way to your eternal home. Jesus never sends you away hungry. God be praised. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.